Hey, Benedict. Hey, Daniel. We have a guest today. We have Stuart from our team. Hey, guys. Hey, Stuart. Uh, so, Stuart, we've talked a lot on this podcast about hiring a marketing person, and that's you, I guess, our marketing person at Eros. Yeah, super exciting. I've been at Arrows for a little over six weeks, probably mid-November. At least I'm not counting by the day anymore. So yeah, yeah. it's it's been exciting. First marketer at a early stage and growing startup is always fun, always so much to do. But yeah, it's uh, excited to be here. Excited to chat about some of the stuff that we've been up to. It's probably easier to say the things you're not doing in a marketing capacity than all the things you are doing. I have not shipped any features and I don't think Ben and Dave would let me anywhere near it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but from the marketing standpoint, yeah. Maybe we should dive in and talk about why we thought it'd be fun to have you on today. So you are launching, this is effectively, we jokingly started calling it the Arrows Podcast Network, but the Keep Going Podcast is the first podcast that we had at Arrows. We thought it'd be fun to talk about what it was like in real time to build Arrows. And then when you joined, the first thing you thought we should do is start a podcast that was more targeted towards our customers, which we agreed. We just didn't have the time or the, the you know, it's really easy to get on a phone call for half an hour, talk me and Benedict, but it's a lot harder to schedule and coordinate calls with customers and roll it out and do it to a high quality. So it was really exciting when you suggested that. And then now you're ready to launch it. Yeah, absolutely. So we are launching it, I guess, this Thursday, depending on when uh, exactly when this episode comes out. But yeah, this Thursday, the podcast is called Happy Customers, which is going to be interesting. The goal is to make it a little different than every other B2B SaaS podcast out there and talk a little bit higher level about what it means to to make happy customers. Every business has them, every business needs them. And so to go beyond like functional roles that m most folks talk about on, on podcasts is not a specifically customer success podcast. It's not a growth podcast, it's not a product podcast it's going to be about all all those folks working together to to make happy customers and also talking to folks some folks outside of SaaS as well which i'm really excited about yeah so this week this should come out in time for that we're going to launch the first episode there's a trailer out which we'll put at the end of this so you can hear Stuart introduce the whole concept which is it's really good it really sounded especially for us doing this very ad hoc and editing ourselves or now my little brother helps edit it the having you, one, record really high quality, pick really great music, and then work with like professional editors to, to put it together. It was like, this is cool. It's fun having high quality produced stuff. Yeah, it's definitely something that when I, this is probably my fourth podcast I've th that I've started. Certainly did not, when I started, certainly was not, this was not the way that I did it. I also recorded recorded on Zoom, recorded with without a real mic, no editing, and one thing that I've found, shout out to to Hatch, which is the company that we use, Hatch.fm, which is the company that we are using for editing. They are awesome. But yeah, there is certainly a big difference between no editing and professional, professional level editing, which certainly has an impact in how listeners perceive the show, assuming that your content, and more importantly, the premise of the show. Yeah, it has to be good to start, but that perception, the level of quality is like, how serious are they taking this? And for us, it's clear, like we're taking this very seriously. Like this is a, a thing that we're putting time and energy into. We had an artist make a great cover art for it and it really are putting like resources behind making sure it's really great. Yeah. And, and I think that the thing, the reason that I know when we, the very first time that we took, maybe not the, the very first conversation that we have, but certainly within the first couple of days of us 
talking even before I started the Arrows podcast were mentioned. And the, the reason that I'm so bullish on podcasts is, is not like, yes, podcasts are great. You get distribution through through some channels that are not your own, but ultimately they're just conversations and conversations are the best way to build a connection with an audience, which is ultimately the goal of, of sort of everything, especially in marketing is like, and especially in B2B is how do you build a connection? How do you build trust? How do you build authority and sort of position yourself in potentially the buyer's mind as the solution or, and if not, I mean, the podcast, we're not going to talk about the product really at all. I don't, some of our guests probably don't even know that there is a product, but, but how do you position how you think about the world and your take on, on the world in, in the minds of your buyers? And I think the podcasts are a, a really effective way to do that and probably a better way to do that than just about any other channel. I'm curious, how would you compare the Happy Customers podcast to some of the other podcasts that you've done, or maybe was there an interesting story in some of the previous projects and how those went, how you approached them, how you thought about them? Yeah, that's a good question. I think that one thing that has been constant through all of them is that, and and I think that a lot of good stuff just comes out of this, is that a lot of them were was just the sort of exploration that I was going on personally in the space. Like, what are the things that I want to learn about? What are the things that, or who are the people that I want to learn those things from? The very first podcast I launched was called Customer Conversations. They've all been very customer-focused podcasts. But during that, like the course of that, I taught some awesome people, some of whom are now Arrow's investors, but folks who... I'd known about and like had interacted with on social or out in out on the internet and launching a podcast was a way to have a one-to-one connection go deeper on those topics and i think that it's a really interesting way sort of beyond like the selfish like i want to learn about these things it's also a great way to learn alongside your audience there's no like people aren't going to come and talk on a podcast and talk about the things that they don't care about Right, they're going to care, talk about the things that are interesting to them, the things that are top of mind for them right now. And I think that's the thing that's always been interesting to me is it's a portal into other people's minds and in a sort of business sense into the minds of people who ultimately we want to reach and connect with. Yeah. And in terms of the guests, maybe I'd be curious to hear a bit about how you picked some of the guests that you have talked to for happy customers. How did you find those people kind of what made them seem like they'd be good guests? Was there like a through line? Was there something where you wanted variety between people? I'm curious how you went through that. Yeah. So the guests for happy customers so far are primarily folks in customer success leadership roles, either CCOs, VPs of success. There are a couple of product folk. There's director of community and then Obviously, we'll get into the sort of the non-SaaS folks, the restaurateurs, the ateliers, those kinds of folks, along with some customers. But in terms of why I picked the people that I picked, mostly, and this is a, I guess, two-part answer to a, a single question, but I picked the people that I picked primarily because I'd seen something that they had shared online that was a either unique or a strong point of view on a topic that was sort of A, aligned with the premise of the show, but B was not necessarily the thing that everybody was saying, hasn't been said a million times before. It was at least a, a different and a framing of that that point of view that that stood out. And that was the way that I also reached out to those folks was so A, discovering them through what they were saying already, either on other podcasts or on, on social. But then I reached out to them and honestly, the outreach was, hey, I saw this thing that was really interesting. This is a, like, this is my reaction to it. 
would you be interested in going deeper on that topic on a podcast? And I'm always, I feel like I get asked a lot, like, how do you do outreach for podcasts? Like, how do you have like a cold outreach strategy? Do you have this whole, and like, honestly, no. And I've always been, so when people say like, I don't know how to book guests or I, like, I have a really hard time getting responses from people. I'm always surprised by that because to me, it's a just never been a problem because my approach is always like, we're already, we're just talking about the thing. This is a furthering of that conversation around a topic that I already know you have thoughts on and that have thoughts that are potentially interesting to share more broadly. Beyond that, I think like diversity in guests is, is important. Making sure that like, A, there is sort of representation across genders, races, all these like generally like not having a single point of view on a podcast is a good thing and in anything but making sure that there is diversity across the guests and like i said both on demographic type things but also on like size of company type of customer that they serve so that you do get different points of view on the same topic because ultimately there is no right answer and the goal is like let's explore these topics and people can take the things that are valuable and resonate with them were you asking people on the first email like to get on the podcast or were you starting an email conversation with them about that thing they shared or that topic you knew they cared about and then mentioning later, oh, by the way, we have a podcast. Like once you realize that they maybe had more to say. I would say that most of the outreach for this show, which has not always been the way that I've done it, was on LinkedIn, which surprised me. I always thought I hated LinkedIn, but recently I've actually liked it. But yeah, I would say that pretty early in the conversation, I was mentioning the podcast. And, and when I was doing, I mean, we're launching the first episode this week. We have eight recorded at this point, another sort of 15 or so scheduled and, and coming, down the, coming down the pipe. But when I was reaching out initially, like there was no podcast. Even now, there's only a trailer, right? There's not a whole lot that I'm sharing with folks as proof of like, hey, this thing exists. And I think that was sort of a, I mean, call it a tackle or whatever you want, I guess, but the sort of leaning into the like, I'm just exploring this space, right? Like I'm curious about what's out there. Let's talk about this thing. It just happens that it'll be recorded and like you don't know the level of production and all this stuff, but that's a secondary to we're just going to have a conversation about this topic or this range of topics. So yeah, I would say pretty early. There was no sale to be at, like build up to a sale to be on the podcast or anything like that. And sometimes actually I'd even call out in like in comment, like publicly, like, hey, like we should talk about this on a podcast, like not even mm. wait to get to a, a direct conversation. Yeah, that makes sense. And the, then the private message is, no, I'm serious. Like, let's do that. When you joined Arrow, so maybe even get more specific to us and this why was it that you were like, this is a tactic, I think, or a strategy I think we should employ at Arrows? Like what stood out to you as a, a thing that would make sense for us and our company in the stage we're at? And maybe also broadly, how you think about it for other people, like people listening to this podcast or anyone running a business or building something. And because to be clear, like we, oh, we realize that this podcast here that we're on right now is not a marketing or sales tactic for us. This is a documenting of us building the company and maybe it helps us with hiring, but it's not a marketing tactic. Yeah. I mean, I think that I'm sure I said this to you before, before I joined, but I think like a lot of the best marketing does not look like marketing. We don't realize until later that it was uh, like actually part of some broader thing. And I think that's important to know too, is that like just starting a podcast by itself will not automatically drive the result that you maybe, maybe one and that the podcast is just the Happy Customers podcast is just one component of, of the sort of broader Arrows marketing strategy and content strategy. But the, so one reason for starting a podcast, if you're a business, especially if you're B2B, is that 
in 2022 now. Buying decisions are not happening, not all happening directly in interactions between a company and the customer, right? They're happening all the time in the ways that customers want them to happen. And those, the people who win customers are the people who those customers trust and associate with being able to solve, solve the problem, building that trust early and being the go-to like this is the person or this is the company that I think of when I have this problem. And I know that they are able to solve that problem because they you know, have built up this sort of portfolio of valuable stuff beforehand is sort of one thing. And I think that podcasts and conversations are a really good way to, to do that. Secondly, and again, I'm going to go back to conversations almost more important than podcasts, right? Like you can put conversations wherever you want, but you can repurpose conversations all sorts of different ways. This is the second thing is that today, if you're building a content strategy solely based on keywords, you're leaving a lot on the table. A, like you're probably creating content that just, it's hard to create content that is truly valuable because there is a lot of stuff that is outside of the keywords if you're really optimizing that way. But also that it's a lot of the content that's out there is regurgitating the same top 10 articles in Google. And like, that's how you rank. Like that's sort of, if you're playing the SEO game, then that's the direction that you're going. But conversations give you an opportunity to unlock the content that only you can create. So whether that's conversations with people who have unique, specific experiences, conversations with people that only you can access, or conversation, again, this is related to the conversations with sort of new stories to the world that haven't been told before, but is access to like data and insight that, that hasn't been previously shared. And ultimately that's how you differentiate content. Um, and conversations is the starting point really lets you build an engine that is not starting with whatever it, it gives you different ingredients to start with. Like nobody is having the same conversation twice. So it gives you different ingredients in terms of folks who are like thinking about starting this for another business, like why a podcast at arrows and at arrows stage. Arrows is in a sort of, in a pretty interesting market. There are a bunch of very established, very well-funded giant companies in the space in the, and customer success in this sort of, you know, broadly customer success space. There are just a lot of companies and going and trying to compete on ad budget or even search is going to be hard because everybody has more authority, more money to spend on distribution. So creating something that is differentiated on content is just a better way to stand out, build a following that is that is there for the content rather than just because it was the first thing that they saw. And that's a, that's a through line, I guess, through the, the entire sort of early strategy is like, how do you do something that does not look like the stuff that everybody else is putting out? And in the same breath, how do you do that in a way that is not at your audience, but with the audience. And I think that having a podcast lets you bring in who are the sources of influence that people already associate with your problem already lets you get some social proof by proxy almost, because you can, you can have conversations alongside the people who are already more established in the space. Yeah, exactly. So that gets into what we're hoping happens from like a business standpoint. We're trying to get closer with a lot of people we've already built relationships with. Like we've done a lot of that. Over time, we've talked to people who are on success teams or whatnot, but this is a way to continue doing that, provide them something also, then use some of that social proof or authority that they have to tap into their networks and continue that cycle and grow like the arrows orbit. And then some of these people that are on the podcast are people who maybe they advise or mentor or directly related to, we're hoping that there's like a one-to-one, -one, almost like account-based marketing type strategy of 
if you all are about buying one, you at least know us and understand our viewpoint of the world. And as soon as you go out and buy a tool like this or start searching for one, we should be in the top of the top of that list, at least of somebody who you would talk to. Yeah, you're at least in the conversation. I'm I'm always surprised by it. And I think this is sort of count. I, this is maybe not certainly not a novel concept in, in 2022, but that leading with value is severely underrated. The number of times that if you don't ask upfront, the people will ask you, right? Like on the back end of a podcast interview, oh, by the way, what is Arrows, right? And you then have this transit sort of natural transition, which is sure it happens a little bit down the line and in a later conversation than it might have if you'd gone straight to cold outreach and like, hey, buy our thing. But it's certainly a much more effective way to to have a real sort of a conversation that ultimately is about everybody being successful rather than just a transaction, which is just buying and selling a product. Yeah. Yeah. Then at that point, they're more open to hearing what it is and curious. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a piece too, is that the, even if nothing else happens on the business side, which obviously we hope it does, and we hope that there is, we can at some point tie some level of attribution, or at least there is revenue that is is generated by by the podcast. But if nothing else, you are having valuable conversations and learning from the people who who ultimately you would want to learn want to learn from anyway. Like I think about it, it's like if I was going to go do customer research, who would I talk to? Like, why not let's just make that conversation public and it has multiple uses? Absolutely. I think that's a good place to end it. And so we'll drop in the trailer here for Happy Customers. So you'll hear a nice song in Stuart's voice tell you a little bit about it. It's what, a minute and a half? So you should definitely listen to it. I think it's a very interesting way to look at the world and it's very aligned with how we've built Arrows. And a lot of our, like you mentioned, a lot of our content is going to be really focused around this angle of, what do we as entire companies and teams do create happy customers? It's not just a job of a success team. It's the job of the entire company. And it really will be, as you look forward the next decade or so, a major differentiator for the companies who see customers reach the goals they had in mind when they signed up, not just you selling into that company and trying to get them to do what you want. So take a listen. Thanks, Stuart. Yeah, thanks for having me on. This was fun. Thanks, Stuart. Way back in 2011, Forrester predicted our current time period would be the age of the customer. That the only source of competitive advantage is the one that can survive technology-fueled disruption. An obsession with understanding, delighting, connecting with, and serving customers. And yet so many of today's business practices don't feel aligned with what customers actually care about. We spend so much time focusing on internal measures of success, working in internal silos, and shipping things that we, the business, care about. But what is a business without its customers? And importantly, happy, successful customers. So that's what we're exploring in this series, Happy Customers. Happy Customers is about why making customers successful and ultimately happy customers is more important than ever before. Over the course of this series, we're going to explore what people inside some of the world's top companies are really doing every day to go beyond the metrics and numbers on the balance sheet, collaborate across their entire organization, and truly invest in making their customers successful. 
We're going to be hearing from some voices you might expect, like CCOs and customer success leaders from fast-growing companies like Monday.com, Dooley, and Alice, but also some that might be less familiar, like restaurateurs, hoteliers, and perhaps most importantly, some happy customers themselves, all of which have some amazing stories to tell and valuable lessons to share. I'm Stuart Balcom, and I hope you'll join me as we uncover the universal lessons and day-to-day practices that ultimately result in happy customers. Mm-hmm.